Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. A lot of us women head out on our mountain bikes regularly to go for a ride, and the thought that you could just disappear is a really scary thought. She is the sweetest, most loving person and the most wonderful, loving, beautiful person inside and out, and we need her back to us. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. I know that there there's a lot of um, worry in the town, um, concern for what possibly could have happened, because we do feel like this is a safe, small town. Kids can just hop on their bicycles and go for a ride. We've used well over 200 personnel and over 2,000 man-hours have gone into this search, but unfortunately we haven't found Suzanne yet, and as I stated before, that is our top priority. We're all limbo. We want to know where she's at, what happened to her, and we're going to do everything in our power that's possible to bring her home. There's been a major development in the case of a missing mother in Colorado who went missing over a year ago on Mother's Day. In fact, I'm joined by KUSA reporter Mark Salinger. Mark has been covering this case from the very beginning. It's been big news in Colorado and certainly nationally as well. Mark, let's go back to May of last year and what we knew about Suzanne Morphew and her disappearance. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Um, Suzanne Morphew has now been missing for more than a year. She went missing last May 10th, May 10th, 2020, which was Mother's Day. Uh, the original story from the police and from everybody that knew her was that she disappeared while riding her bike near her home. And for the last year, there haven't been any arrests, any uh, any major suspects in the case case or any real new information that's been released for much of the past year. The sheriff's department hasn't done any press conferences. They haven't talked to the media and they really haven't released any updates. And then all of that changed last week when they announced that there was an arrest in the case, that they had arrested Barry Morphew, her husband. And we'll get to more on that arrest and what's going on with, with her husband, Barry Morphew, currently. Uh, but if we if we get a little more context on her disappearance, Salida, I know, is a few hours away from Denver, right? And a little mountain town where everyone kind of knows each other, right? Yeah, it's a small little town, kind of a hamlet in the mountains. It's a beautiful little place uh, surrounded by 14,000-foot mountains, some of the tallest in Colorado. And it's a really small town uh, as is. And then she lives, or she lived, in an even smaller town right outside. Uh, near Poncha Springs, uh, which is really just nothing more than a, a, a neighborhood, really. And Salida is the closest larger town, which is already small. So it's the type of place that everybody knows each other. And uh, when something like this happens, it really sends shockwaves throughout the entire community. I was up there last year shortly after she disappeared, and people were worried about even going on bike rides by themselves because they didn't know if this was something that was random, that some Somebody accosted her and, uh, you know, kidnapped her and, and she disappeared. People were truly worried about what was going on up there because there was so little information released. People didn't know what had happened. They didn't know if this was random. They didn't know uh, if, if it was safe to go on bike rides out there. There were a lot of people that this was a true concern for in that area. 
And early on, we know that her husband actually went public with a plea for her return, right, on Facebook? Yeah, shortly after she disappeared, Barry Morphew made a very emotional plea uh, through a video that they released uh, over social media that basically said, we will do anything for your safe return. Like, please come home. If you're out there, if you're with someone, please come home. Oh, Suzanne, if anyone is out there that can hear this, that has you, please, we'll do whatever it takes to bring you back. We love you, we miss you, your girls need you. No questions asked. However much they want, I will do whatever it takes to get you back. Honey, I love you. And I want you back so bad. That was just around a year ago right now. And then a year later right now, he sits in jail charged with first-degree murder. And as, you know, he was sitting in court, as you're thinking about these new charges, all you can think about is about the video that he made just around a year ago pleading for her safe return. And if these charges are accurate and if he is convicted, of course, those words pleading for her safe return uh, are, are all that more interesting considering now he's charged with her murder. As you followed this case last year and this year, did you ever hear anything from investigators or family and friends about their relationship or issues in the marriage? You know, I was up there uh, around uh, September of 2020, and Suzanne's brother, Andy Mormon, had organized a team of volunteers from around the country. Their family is originally from Indiana, and there were a lot of people who drove overnight from Indiana to Colorado to help search for Suzanne, and there were dozens and dozens of volunteers. There was a very large uh, search for her, and they went out, combed through the mountains around Salida looking for Suzanne or any possible evidence about where Suzanne could have been. And the biggest striking factor that uh, that uh, of somebody who was missing was that Barry Morphew was not involved in this search at all. We were told that he was in the area and at home, but he was not searching for Suzanne with Andy Mormon, her, Suzanne's brother. He was not involved in this search at all. So that was a striking factor of who was missing from that search. And after that initial plea for her safe return, did he ever go public again or speak to the media in the past year? He did not go public in, I believe he's done one other interview and uh, talked to reporters off camera and off the record, but he, he's been very silent throughout much of this past year. And whenever I, you know, when I was talking with Suzanne's brother, Andy, about what was going on, I asked him, do you have any inklings, any hunches of who may have done this, of what may have happened. And he said, I have my hunches, but I don't want to talk about that right now. Anyone who's followed this case has likely seen the, the photo of Suzanne Morphew, a mother of two. What can you tell us about her? Yeah, she, everybody in Salida, everybody in that town knows the name Suzanne Morphew. There's uh, there's pictures of her on every street corner and on every window uh, in town that say missing. They have information about how to contact the Chafee County Sheriff's Office. They have information about how to contact the Colorado Bureau of Investigation and the FBI about any leads that they may have. But 
At this point, if you didn't know Suzanne personally in Salida, you now know her name. And there was a vigil organized for her. There's been several vigils organized for her over the past year. But during the time that Andy Mormon, her brother, organized a search, there was a, a, a vigil organized for her in Salida. And there were dozens and dozens of people who showed up all wearing either blue shirts or having blue and yellow uh, ribbons that were tied all around the town, which were her favorite colors. And at this point, the name Suzanne Morphew has uh, overtaken this town. She's a mother of two, uh, and her kids are still in the area at this point, even though Suzanne's body has not yet been found. And like I said earlier, her she was originally last seen on a bike ride in that area. So when people were searching for her, they were searching for a bicycle helmet, a bike, uh, any biking shorts or biking you know, jersey or anything like that anything that could help lead them to her body. Every morning, early, we've been gathering and creating a game plan, and we just sent a bunch of teams out. We have our biggest crew yet today going out again. Um, and we're working all day from when the sun comes up until the sun comes down, scouring every hill, every creek, every watershed, looking for our beloved family member and my aunt, Suzanne. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. He's facing this murder charge. It, clearly, it's no longer a missing persons case. Have investigators said anything about the search for her or any evidence they have uh, related to Barry Morphew? It's no longer a missing persons, missing persons case. And we don't know exactly at what point it changed from a missing persons case to a homicide investigation. But investigators at this point do believe that she is no longer alive. Uh, they aren't saying at this point where they are searching or if they are searching for Suzanne's body, if they have any leads. And was his arrest uneventful as far as we know? It was uneventful, yes. Uh, there's video of his uh, car pulled over on the side of the road, surrounded by uh, several sheriff's deputies and police cars, unmarked police cars as well as marked police cars, just outside of his home in Pontius Springs. Uh, it, it looked like pretty much any traffic stop that you would see on the side of the road with just a couple more police cars. We're told that he didn't put up a fight or anything like that. He was taken into custody. The next day, he appeared in court. Today marks a major milestone in this investigation of Suzanne Morphy's disappearance. The Chaffee County Sheriff's Office arrested Suzanne Morphy's husband, Bernie Morphew. He was taken into custody near his home in Poncha Springs. When the sheriff announced, the sheriff and the district attorney announced the information about uh, Barry Morphew's arrest, I asked them, I said, at this point, have you been able to ask Barry Morphew, where is the body if you believe that he did this and are charging him with this? Have you been able to ask him, where is she? Or any information that could help lead them to her recovery? And they really wouldn't answer that directly, but said that they tried to ask Barry Morphew some questions the morning after he was arrested. And once he was in custody, he said, I'm not answering any questions. I request an attorney. And now he's being represented by the public defender's office. As far as I'm concerned, today is all about Suzanne. And it's about her family. 
And it's about all the individuals that knew her and loved her and cared about her. Tell us about that court appearance. I know you were one of the the few reporters inside that room, right? Yeah, he walked into the small courtroom in Chafee County with a orange and white striped jumpsuit that on the back said Chafee County Jail. He was wearing a mask because of COVID-19. He had restraints around his hands as well as his ankles. Uh, In the courtroom were his attorneys, a handful of journalists, a handful of investigators, the judge, and then what was really striking were his two daughters were there as well, along with what looked to be some family friends who were comforting them. His two daughters were crying throughout much of the court appearance, but towards the end, uh, when Barry Morphew was walking out of court, both of his daughters stood up and started crying, and one of them put her mask down and seemed to mouth I love you to him as she made the shape of a heart with her hands and held it above her chest as he walked by. He is now remaining behind bars, is that right? Yeah, he's currently being held without bond, and I believe that's because of his first-degree murder charge. Have investigators said anything about the fact that, you know, they, they don't have a body and the difficulty of bringing charges against you know, Barry Morphew uh, is impacted by that fact? Yeah, that was a question that was asked of the district attorney, Linda Stanley, uh, when she announced these charges. They aren't releasing any information about what in what evidence they have that, connect, that connects Barry Morphew to these charges. They aren't releasing any information about, uh, you know, if they had any new information that led them to finally charge Barry Morphew after a year of investigation. And they don't have Suzanne Morphew's body. So this is uh, obviously a challenging case to to pursue. But when the district attorney was asked, you know, what evidence she has that leads her to believe that Barry Morphew did this, she said, I can't talk about that, but I'm very confident in what I have. And she said that she wouldn't bring these charges if she wasn't confident of her guilt, of his guilt. That's my job. I'm the one that considers how strong my case is before I bring charges. And I wouldn't bring charges unless I was confident. Any sense of a timeline now for the uh, trial or whatever comes next? Yeah, we're expecting that he's going to be in court next on May 27th for his arraignment. And from there, you will start the process of getting into a timeline for when this will all take place uh, with a trial and everything like that, if it does indeed go to that. Mark Salinger at KUSA in Denver, we really appreciate your time telling us about this case and what's happening, and we hope you'll keep us posted on any new developments. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday. Be sure to subscribe to the show and give us a great review if you like what you hear. And if you'd like to learn more about the show and Vault Studios, check out our Facebook group, Inside the Crime Vault.